Hello, everybody. Hola, hola a todos. How are you doing today? I hope that you had a wonderful week last week and another wonderful week ahead of you from today. So uh, thank you so much for, for being here, for listening to episode eight of Spanish with Carla. I am very, very happy to have you here. I appreciate uh, your attention and the fact that you are here listening, learning with us um, and being part of this project, being uh, together, that we are all together, you know, pushing through and, and making it happen. So please remember that you can find our podcast and all the notes and everything related to Spanish with Carla at our website, which is exactly like that, SpanishWithCarla.com. And remember that Carla is spelled with the K, all right? Also, you can find us on Facebook. We have a group, Spanish with Carla, and we also have a page, Spanish with Carla, with the K as well, okay? So uh, please feel free to send us feedback, ask questions, um, request words. Um, remember, we just had the podcast for uh, Christmas and New Year. If there is something that I forgot to say or there is something that you want to learn and I didn't think about mentioning, feel free to say, hey, Carla, how do you say, I don't know, whatever, something that I wouldn't have mentioned about uh, the, the Christmas or the New Year's traditions or whatever. And I'd be happy to add it. Even if it's not a Christmas podcast, I can still say, Hey, somebody requested this and I will be able to, to tell you, you know, how to spell it and, and everything so you can learn it and, and everybody else can have it on their vocabulary. Okay. Well, without further ado, let's get started with business today. All right. So this podcast, um, episode eight is going to be about body parts. So we are going to learn how to say uh, all the different parts of our body, but also I want to teach you the possessive form, basically how to say my stomach or your head or, you know what I mean, uh, his uh, leg or different things and it's not going to be very complicated, even though it's going to be a little bit of a conjugation. We are going to try to make it as easy as possible for you to learn and also to be able to start using. Okay. Okay. So let's start from the top of our body with our head. Okay. So my head, me, and this is going to be spelled M as in Mary. I as an igloo. That's the possessive way, you know, the way to say my. Okay. So me and then space. And then the, the head is spelled C as in cat, A as in apple, B as in boy, E as an elephant, Z as in zebra, A as an apple. Cabeza. Cabeza. Me. Cabeza. Mi cabeza. Now, let's talk about your head. Tu cabeza. Tu. T as in tomato, U as an umbrella. Tu cabeza. Okay, now let's talk about his or, or her, right? Then you're going to say su. 
So S as in Sam, U as an umbrella, su cabeza. I know it's complicated, but you know what? It doesn't matter. We're going to have plenty of examples, okay? And you are going to feel very confident by the end of the episode, and we're going to go back and touch it again with different things because this is the thing. You're saying su cabeza, but you can also say su carro. You can also say mi casa. So these possessive words, you're going to be able to use it with everything. So we're going to have plenty of opportunities to practice, all right? Okay, now what happens if you're saying, if you're talking their heads? Okay, so it's going to say, you're going to say sus, okay, sus is the same as you, but then you're going to have an extra S as in Sam, sus cabezas, because now we're talking plural, right? So cabeza is one, cabezas is two or more, okay? So sus cabezas. Now, what, what happens when we're saying, you know, we or ours, right? Our. So then we're going to say nuestras. That's a little more complicated, but not really, okay? It's just a longer word, so, okay? So, see, I was about to tell you, Sale or vale, which means, okay, kind of in Spanish. So if, if I ever, if it ever, you know, just spill out of me and because I, I'm very used to saying sale or vale and uh, kind of instead of okay, then if I ever say that, you know what it means, okay? So vale. All right. So then um, we're going to say, so it's mi cabeza, tu cabeza, su cabeza, sus cabezas, nuestras Cabezas. It sounds like complicated, but it's really not. All right? I'm sure you already learned head, cabeza, because we said it so many times. Now, let's go with the next word, and that's neck. Cuello. Cuello. So that's going to be C as in cat, U as an umbrella, E as an elephant, L as in lorry, L as in lorry, O as an Oscar. So again, because you have the double L, it's going to be cuello, okay? So, mi cuello, tu cuello, su cuello, nuestro cuello, sus cuellos, okay? So, you got it. It's the same it's going to be the same exact possessive words, okay? If somebody wants to say nuestra casa, that means our house, okay? If you want to say mi casa, is my house. Tu casa is your house. Su casa is his or hers, you know, house. Okay, so it is really not that complicated. And again, as many times as we're going to use it, you're going to become a super mega expert on it. Okay, so mi cabeza, mi cuello, and that's my head, my neck. You got it? All right, let's go with the next word. Oh, you know what? Before I do that. Okay, so let me just tell you something because you are going to try to say it. If you go on vacations, these, these things are common you know, headaches, okay? In 
English, you say, for example, I have a headache. You, you can say it in Spanish like that, but headache is basically a one word. It becomes a one word, like a composed word, right? So in Spanish, you can say, tengo dolor de cabeza. It's, it's much longer, much longer than you say it in English. But it's not very common that you say, tengo dolor de cabeza. Most of the time, you just say, me, which means me, right? Duele, which means hurts, la cabeza, okay? So if you want to say something related to that and you try to say uh, cabeza, hurt, or whatever, no, just say duele la cabeza. Or you can touch your head if you don't remember and say me duele. Me duele. M as in Mary, E as in elephant, space, D as in dog, U as in umbrella, E as in elephant, L as in lorry, E as in elephant. Me duele. And you touch your head or your stomach or your arm or whatever it hurts. Okay? So I just gave you an easy one. If you can remember, me duele, which You know, I know that it's not very related to the episode, but it is because this might happen. And you might need to tell somebody, I don't need a doctor, but I need a pill for, you know, for my a pain reliever, right? And it's very easy to say, me duele la cabeza, and then you get, you know, whatever medicine. It's easy. So you keep it in your in your wallet there. So when you need when you need it, this card, you can use it on your vacations. Hopefully you don't have to, but if you do, then you know how to say it. All right, so let's go with the next uh, part, which is going to be the chest. Um, chest is going to be said pecho, pecho. And are you guessing what is the word, the, the letter that we use for to make that pecho? We're using, yep, the che. P as in Paul, E as in elephant, C as in cat, H as in hotel, Oh, as an Oscar, or I'm, I, if I would be spelling this word in Spanish, listen, I would be saying P, E, Che, O. Why? Because in Spanish, the C and the H are not separated. The C and the H are one letter combined. The both letters combined make letter Che. Okay, so just keep an eye that for your notes for future reference. So, mi pecho, tu pecho, su pecho, sus pechos, nuestro, or nuestros pechos. Okay, so again, it's not mandatory that you learn these uh, possessive words, but I want you to be to start being familiar with them, okay? If you can learn them, I'll be super mega proud of you. Anyways, so next one is going to be stomach. Stomach, okay, so there's many ways to say, but the correct way, the actual translation that that means stomach is estomago. Complicated. E as an elephant, S as in Sam, T as in Tom, O as an Oscar with an accent, 
M as in Mary, A as in Apple, G as in Giraffe, O as in Oscar. Estómago. You hear what I accent? Because that's where the, the actually the written accent is there. So you have to make it a little stronger right there. Estómago. Mi estómago. Tu estómago. Su estómago. Sus estómagos. Nuestros estómagos. Now, listen. You are going to hear another, let me just say two more words that you might hear that also mean, okay, let's say they don't really mean stomach. They mean more like belly, but it's very common, okay? Especially when you hear those kids, me duele, they don't say el estómago most of the time. When they're, especially when they're little, they say, me duele la panza, panza, okay? Panza means basically belly. And you hear those kids, right, saying, instead of saying, I have a stomachache, me duele la panza. Yep, that's what you hear. So panza is the same as stomach. It's just a more, less formal way to say it. I don't want to say slang because it's really not. It's just a, a, a less formal way to say it, you know. You can also hear something like this, barriga. Okay, barriga. That's more a Spain word too. But it means belly as well. Actually, when somebody has a big belly in, in, in Latin American countries, they call them panzón. <laughs> That's a super silly word, but they call them like that, panzón, which means you have a big belly, right? And it's, it's common, you know, that people, you know, mention that. And of course, nobody likes to be called panzón, but um, if you hear that, they're not saying anything, you know, it's not a bad word or anything. It's just they're saying somebody has a big belly. Okay, and it's very common. Um, so, uh, I don't know if, if I should spell those words because I don't want to confuse you. I just wanted you to kind of hear how they sound and so you are familiar with them. If later on when we do other like informal ways, I can probably say or I'll probably just add them to the notes anyway so you have them. But remember, estomago, and you can also say Panza, or you can also hear, you don't have to say it, you, but if you hear it, you know what it is, right? Panza, or you can also hear barriga, okay? Cool. Well, and let's go with the next one. Um, the next one is going to be arm, which in Spanish is brazo. Do you remember on the previous podcast when we did the new year that I told you hug, you say abrazo? Well, it's the same exact word. We just When you say abrazo, you put an A before. You see what I mean? So it comes, you know, of doing, you know, the arm thing, basically. So brazo is the, the singular. And if you want to talk about both arms, then it's brazos. So it's going to be B as in boy, R as in Robert, A as in apple, Z as in zebra, O as an Oscar, and if it's plural, it's going to be S as in Sam at the end. Brazo, brazos. Mi brazo, tu brazo, su brazo, sus brazos, nuestros brazos. Okay? Perfect. So again, when you are talking about, and, and later on we're going to do you know, the elbow and the wrist and all that. Right now, I'm trying just to give you kind of the main, main parts, 
right? Because I'd rather to teach you, um, uh, if, if we have time today, I'd rather to teach you also the face parts. So let's, let's go with these. And then on a, on a, in another podcast, we can do all the other like elbow and wrist and this and that. Okay. So arm is brazo. So do you want to recap? Let's do mi cabeza, tu cuello, su pecho, nuestros estómagos. Nuestros estómagos. Sus brazos. Okay? We already learned all these different you know, parts. And um, I don't think I can just do it, you know, pointing, you know, those those kind of pictures where you have the human body and then you can have the little arrows pointing. I just make you a regular list for your notes that has the English word and the Spanish word so you can, you know, study and remember. So the next one is going to be hand, which is mano. Mano. M as in Mary. A as an apple, N as an Nancy, O as an Oscar. Mano. Mi mano. Tu mano. Su mano. Sus manos. Nuestras manos. Okay, did you catch that? So instead of saying nuestro, right? When I'm talking about cabeza and when I'm talking about mano, manos, I am saying nuestras. Why? Because in Spanish, cabeza and mano have a gender which is feminine. So therefore, when we use the possessive word, it has to have the A rather than the O. Okay? So nuestra cabeza o nuestras cabezas if it's plural, right? Or nuestras manos or nuestra mano. It all depends on what the sentence, you know, the meaning of the sentence is going to be. But for the most part, when you're talking plural and you're saying nuestras, it's going to be a plural, nuestras manos, okay? Okay, perfect. Now, another thing that I want to be sure that you are realizing is when we are saying, you know, mi mano, tu mano, su mano, su, S-U, and then we go and say sus manos when we're saying theirs, right? I want to be sure that you are listening that when I when we're using the theirs form, uh, it's going to be S-U-S. So he and, and, and hers... I mean, it's, his and hers is going to be S-U, and theirs is going to be S-U-S. Okay? Don't get confused with those. All right. So that was hand or mano, and let's go with the next one, which is finger. Okay. So this is the thing, and I am going to... Um, finger, if it's only one, is called dedo. Dedo. Okay? Dedo is spelled D as in dog, E as in elephant. D as in dog, O as in Oscar, dedo. But when you're talking about all five fingers of your hands, it's going to be dedos. And you're going to put Anessa and Sam at the end. Mi dedo, tu dedo, su dedo, sus dedos, nuestros dedos. Okay? 
You got it? So same thing, because dedos is going to be a, a masculine gender is nuestros dedos. All right? Very good. Hey, we're going through these words pretty fast, okay? So I hope that I'm not going too fast for you and that and that you can uh, pick all these words really easy. We're, we're still going to recap at the end and everything, okay? But I just want to be sure that that you learn as much as you can during this episode. Now, after we did the fingers, let's go and talk about the back, our back. So back in Spanish is called espalda. Espalda. That's a little more complicated than the rest of the words, but I'm going to spell it for you. And um, and you are going to be just fine. E as an elephant, S as in Sam, P as in Paul, A as in apple, L as in lorry, D as in dog, A as in apple. Espalda. 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 Mi espalda. Tu espalda. Su espalda, sus espaldas, nuestras espaldas. Okay? So, like I said, why do we, did you realize that on espalda you also have to say nuestras espaldas? Because most of the time when a word in Spanish ends with an A, it means that it has a feminine gender. So, therefore, you also have to use the possessive word with the letter A, which is going to imply, you know, a feminine gender as well. Okay, the next one is going to be leg, which is pierna. Remember we talked about the pork leg for the Christmas and New Year's dinner? Okay, so we're going to learn this word in here again. So pierna is spelled P as in Paul, I as an igloo, E as an elephant, R as in Robert, N as in Nancy, A as in Apple. Remember, again, when you have two vowels next to each other, none of them is going to cancel the other one. You have to say pierna, okay? You don't say perna or pierna, no. Pierna, both of them. You have to say them both. Mi pierna, tu pierna, su pierna, sus piernas, nuestras piernas, because piernas ends in an A, right? So nuestras piernas. Okay, you got it. So you know now that, of course, I mean, a pierna, you can use it to talk about a, a, a Christmas plate, or if you're going to cook like a pork leg, you can use that word, as well as to talk about your legs and how much they hurt after a full work day or a good workout or whatever, right? So then the next one is going to be foot, which is pie. Pie. Okay, so pie is spelled P as in Paul, I as an igloo, E as an elephant with an accent. Okay? So that one, if you were thinking English, you were thinking an apple pie or whatever, right? Just without the accent. So in Spanish, the same is P-I-E with an accent, and that means foot. Okay? 
Now, when you are talking plural, because I'm gonna, we're going to do this when you, we do the conjugation, you say PS. So you just add an S at the end. Okay? So let's do it. Mi pie. Tu pie. Su pie. Sus pies. Nuestros pies. Okay? Now, um, this is another funny thing that I wanted to tell you. So when in, in Spanish, there is no, you see how in English you have fingers and you have toes, right? So in Spanish, there is no differentiation. They're all fingers. They're all dedos. If you want to say or make a difference, then you say, mi dedo del pie, which means, you know, it's one finger on, on my foot. But there's not like a differentiation, like like I said, like in English, where you say toes and fingers. No. You remember that? Head and shoulders, knees and toes. Well, uh, I still remember it. My kids are already grown, and I still, those songs got stuck in my head, I think, forever. Um, so anyways, now, so when you want to say dedos on your, on, your, on your foot, you just have to specify, okay? Mi dedo, which you know how to spell dedo, but I'm going to say it again real fast. Dias and dog, e, dias and dog, o, dedo. So you can say mi dedo del pie. Now, that's another way to possess. Now, you're talking about which finger, the one on my foot, right? So del pie mean belongs to the foot, right? So, and that is D-E-L. Diaz and dog, E as an elephant, L as an Larry. Do not worry too much about that one. We are going to to have a, le a lesson to learn that type of possessive form. This is just because I want to teach you. If you have to say it, just remember, mi dedo del pie. And that me that's that's the way you kind of differentiate the toes from the fingers. Okay, there's like I said in Spanish, they're all fingers, they're all dedos. So don't it it doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. So let's do a recap on on these body parts, and um, and because then we are going to go with the face uh, parts as well. But I wanna kind of do some examples, and I want to to be sure that, that you are picking this up really well. So let's do real fast, uh, my head, my neck, or you, uh, okay, mi cabeza, mi cuello, tu pecho, tu estómago, su brazo, su mano, sus dedos, sus espaldas, nuestra pierna o nuestras piernas, nuestros pies. And then we can say tus dedos del pie o tu dedo del pie. Now, please don't forget that when you are talking about a body part that aches, Okay, easy for you. Don't forget, me duele. Me represents you. You know what I mean? So you don't have to say again, I, yo, anything like that. When you're saying me, automatically you are saying to you. So me duele la cabeza. 
Me duele el estómago. Me duele la pierna. Okay? So, and, and if you forgot the body part, just point the body part and say, me duele. And somebody's going to say, oh, you want some pain reliever, something? And you're going to get that done real fast. So, those are important parts to remember and important phrases for you to remember when you are visiting these uh, countries. Okay, that's, that's going to be really important for you to to know these things and, and to be able to, hopefully, like I said, we never want to think that we're going to get sick. But let me tell you a story. I, I know you're going to say, oh, my God, she's going to start again. Well, we went to this uh, beach in the east part of the country, and um, and we were... Um, just there, you, I mean, I, we always bought like mangoes because they sell these mangoes with like spicy pepper and you want, oh my God, my mouth is watering. It's so delicious. Um, and they, they give them, you just eat them and it's, and they sell corn on the cob or, you know, it's all kinds of delicious food. But then once somebody was selling goat cheese and I love goat cheese. Okay, but I guess they, it was not very well pasteurized. It was, I mean, it was on the street. You need to watch when you eat on the street. Okay, I don't think that it is that maybe the food is, is not as clean, but also I think it has a lot to do with your immune system. Because when I used to live in Mexico, I used to eat all that stuff, like tacos and stuff on the street, and I never got sick. I came to live to the United States, and the first time I went for vacations, I don't know, two years later, I ate an order of tacos from the same place that I always used to eat tacos during college and almost every night. It was my dinner. And I got so sick. But you know what? Yeah, I got sick. Uh, I waited a day and went and got another one, and I didn't get sick. So I think that it's all about your body building the antibodies to help you you know, eat all that delicious food. It's worth it, guys. It's totally worth it. Um, I'm, I'm serious. Um, there is delicious food. So what happened? I ate that cheese and I got really, really sick, actually. Um, and see, now after being on the, on the food industry for many years, um, I learned the problem is that if you buy cheese on the street, that's very different because if you if you have it and it's hot and these people have it on little coolers or whatever, but still it's it's been uh, out of the the right temperature for many hours. So I don't know if it was that the cheese was bad or that it wasn't well pasteurized or that I was just you know a little girl. I probably was like eight or something, and I was sick for a whole month. Um, it was really bad. But, you know, like I said, I mean, you get sick, but then you go back and you eat on the street anyways, you know, it's just the way, that's just the way life is, you know, and and, and it's just, there is a lot of um, uh, food on the streets in Mexico where, and, and also in our Latin American countries where it's not, you don't have to have a food truck all fancy and stuff. No, people sell however they can, you know what I mean? And that's just the way it is. That's going to be your call when you go and visit. That's going to be your call. How much do you want to experience the, the Latin American countries' um, uh, food? Some people are like, oh, no, I'm just going to go and eat at the restaurants. And, well, I'm going to tell you, if you don't eat on the streets, you kind of don't enjoy the whole, the actual real thing, right? But at the same time, I mean, just bring some Pepto. Come on. It's just... <laughs> 
It's just, hey, I didn't mean to have a commercial here, okay? Just bring some stomach medicine or just buy it there. But I, I would say that at least try it once, you know, at least buy something like a taco or or a corn on the cob or something on the street. And, I, you know, you're going to enjoy it. And if you have a strong stomach, like if you're used to, you know, you have a good stomach, then it won't even, it, you won't even feel it. It's going to be just fine, just normal, you know, food. And you would be just fine. But I encourage you to to enjoy, to to try, and and to have the full experience when you go because it is totally, especially food wise, it is totally worth it. Okay, and uh, and you're gonna love it. After all that food and body parts, let's talk about the parts of your face, your head, and of course, this is not. Like exactly that is on your face, but kind of is on your head. So let's talk about hair. And hair, you can say it, and I'm going to teach you both ways. One is pelo, which is P as in Paul, E as in elephant, L as in Lori, O as in Oscar. And that's mi pelo, tu pelo, su pelo, sus pelos. Nuestros pelos, which actually is really not, this is more where the second part goes or, or, or you use it. On the plural, you use more the second word, which is cabellos. There is people actually that use pelos also. Okay. So don't think that it's bad. It just sounds better. It's not wrong. It just sounds better if you say cabello for the plurals and also for the singular. So it's going to be depending on you. What what you're talking about, you can use both. The second uh, word to say hair is C as in cat, A as in apple, B as in boy, E as in elephant, L as in lorry, L as in lorry, O as in Oscar. Cabello. Cabello. So that's going to be mi cabello, tu cabello, su cabello, sus cabellos, nuestros cabellos. Now, there's this, this thing on, on cabello and pelo, um, that, that, um, people, some people say, well, cabello or, or pelo is already plural because when you talk about it, you're talking about the whole, you know, your, your hair, the, the, the whole thing. But also what happens when you're talking about, oh, there's a hair in my soup. The, hay un pelo en mi sopa. Right? So it, it is, I'm going to tell you that if you say nuestros cabellos or if you say nuestro cabello, it's going to be fine either way. Okay? You do not have to worry about it a lot. I, the way I would say, I would say nuestros cabellos. Because to me, when you are implying plural, in this case, it should have the S to, so people know we're talking about many people's hair. So I would say nuestros cabellos, sus cabellos. But again, if you go and say nuestro cabello, it's not wrong neither. It's fine. Okay? So I just wanted to be sure that I gave you this kind of side note so you had an idea in case that you hear it both ways, you know, okay, well, it's because it's right both ways, right? Sometimes it varies with context, and we are going to use examples when we are having longer phrases, then we can we can differentiate the world. But like I said, they're both right. So um, let's go with the next one, which is forehead. 
In that one, you say frente. Okay, frente also means front. Okay, so if, if you're asking somebody for directions and, and you say, where is the airport? And they say, enfrente. That means in front, kind of across the street or in front of you or whatever. So frente means front, and that's exactly what forehead is, right? It's kind of in the front of your face. So same thing, same concept. Mi frente, and oh, hold on, let me spell it first, Carlita, come on. F as in Frank, R as in Robert, E as in Elephant, N as in Nancy, T as in Tomato, E as in Elephant. Frente. Frente. You see how the frente, the R doesn't sound frente because it's only one and is in between the words, like in the word. So it's not in the in the beginning of the word. So frente. Frente. Oh, think about it. Let me just make a parenthesis right here because I remember it and I forgot to tell you the episode when we were talking about R's, okay? And I don't want to forget. So Open a parenthesis in your mind and then think about, like I said, when you have the R in the beginning of the word, it's going to be strong, like rojo on the colors that we learned. Then it's going to sound also strong when it's in the middle of the word, but it has two R's, okay? Like on carro, right? It's going to sound soft when it's in the middle of the word and it's only one, like in frente. And it also going to sound soft when it's at the end of the word, okay? Kind of like when we say comer, right? So when you have those infinitive form verbs, when you say, you know, comer, caminar, all those things, whenever the R is at the end of the word, it's also going to sound soft. Okay, so now that I've told you the four ways, I was like, I know I was missing one. So I was forgetting. I forgot to tell you the end of the word, which is when it sounds soft as well. So you have two ways that it sounds strong and two ways where it sounds soft. Strong is going to be beginning of the word, double R in the word. Soft sound is going to be in the middle of the word, but only one and at the end of the word. Okay. I hope this helps. I'm sure that if you keep it in mind, it's going to be really helpful, especially when we're dealing with more words, more vocabulary words. Okay? So, all right. So now let's go back to um, what we were saying. Uh, frente, let's say, mi frente, tu frente, su frente, sus frentes, nuestras frentes. Why, if it ends in an E, you have to say nuestras? I, honestly, it's just one of those exceptions, right? Where frente, in this case, because it's talking about the body part, is going to be considered a, 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 a feminine gender. So nuestra o nuestras frentes. Now, this is going to be confusing. Don't really keep too much. Don't give it too much mind. Just just keep it there on the side for the future, on the side burner or on the back burner, whatever. Um, if you are talking about the, the frente that means front, the position, right? Then it's going to be considered masculine. 
What? The? Yes, I know it's confusing. That's just the way it is. Okay. If you're talking about it's in front of us, you would say is es en, en nuestro frente. So it would be, you would use nuestro instead of nuestra. Okay. Again, not to get you all confused. Yeah, I know. You're welcome. I'm sorry. But I have to say it. I don't want you to then to, to hear it in another way and then think, oh, so I learned it wrong. No, you can use both. But just remember, when you're talking about your forehead, it's going to be nuestra frente. When you're talking about the position across from you or in front of you, it's nuestro o frente nuestro, you know, or, frente, or nuestro frente or whatever. You see what I mean? It's going to be different. So now, after all this confusion, I'm sorry. Okay, you're still going to learn it real real well. Um, it's going to be eyes, ojos. Now, ojos is a word that you're going to learn. Um, you're going to use many times in singular uh, when you're talking only about one eye, right? So same thing in Spanish as it is in English. Eyes, or when it's one, it's just eye, right? So in Spanish, it's ojo would be one. It's O as an Oscar, J as in Jack, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam, if you're saying eyes. If it's only one eye, then it's going to be exactly the same, but it doesn't have an S at the end. It would be ojo, and it's going to be O as in Oscar, J as in Jack, O as in Oscar. Super easy, right? Ojo. Okay, so... Let's do the conjugation here. So, mi ojo. Now, listen to this. How about when we're talking about the plural of the eyes? How about when we're saying my eyes? Okay, so in English, it's easy because it's going to be my eye or my eyes. It doesn't matter. It's the same my word, right? In Spanish, it's going to be a little more complex, but not too much. So, don't get, don't panic, all right? So, it's going to be mi ojo or mis ojos. Okay, so listen to that. Mi ojo, mis ojos. What is the difference? Can you tell? Okay, yes, you got it. The difference is you have the same M as in Mary, I as in igloo, but instead of just leaving it like that for mi ojo, you're adding one S as in Sam to make it plural. Okay, so then you have mis ojos. It's going to be the same game for most of the conjugation of these. And we are going to do it because we are trying to expose you to this knowledge. That way you can actually learn and practice. And yeah, you're going to be like, she's repeating the same stuff over and over. Hey, human beings, we learn by repetition. Have you heard that thing that says that if you do something 21 days in a row, it becomes a habit? I have, I don't think I've ever made it to the, to the 21 days. I've tried many times. Maybe one day uh, I'll make it to the 21 days and see if it becomes a habit. We're talking about exercising, guys. I'm too lazy and I have to exercise now because of health stuff. And it's just hard for me. Send me tips to exercise and to get to get used to doing it, okay? So let me go back. I'm so, get so distracted. Sorry about that. Okay, so meets ojos. Now listen to this. Tu ojo, 
Same thing. Now, plural. Tus ojos. It's the same. T as in tomato, U as an umbrella. But when it's tu ojo, so one, your eye. But when we're going to do tus ojos, we're going to add one S as in Sam. Okay? So same concept as with my or mis ojos, mi ojo. Tu ojo, tus ojos. You got it? Okay, so now let's go with su. Su ojo, when it's one. Sus ojos, when it's two eyes, right? Now, I know what you're saying. I thought sus was for theirs. Okay, wait. So when we're talking about the plural of the, of the his and hers, it's going to be sus. Okay, so su ojo, sus ojos, right? So now let's go to, when you go and say their eyes, you're going to use the same, I mean, or, or their eye would be sus, or su ojo, same. If it's singular, it's going to be the same as the he and her. But if you're talking plural, it's going to be the same, sus ojos. Okay, so that's kind of the easiest part when, when we're talking about plurals and stuff. Those two, like the his and her and the theirs, is going to be very similar. So it's su for one and sus for, for the both eyes. Su and sus, okay? Now, when we're talking about nuestro ojo, that's a little odd because it's going to be hard for you to find this example or that you're going to have to say nuestro ojo. I guess a group of top models can say, oh, we're putting makeup in one eye, right? So nuestro ojo or whatever. But most of the times it's going to be nuestros ojos. Okay? Nuestros. Same word. Okay? Nuestros ojos. N as in Nancy, U. E as an elephant, S. T as in tomato, R as in rabbit, O as in Oscar, S as in Sam. I did a really quick spell because we have we have spelled it before on this episode. So nuestros ojos, okay? Nuestro ojo. So it's the same. We're going to just add and, and, and remove the S as in Sam at the end of the, of the word, okay? All right. So now we're going to have more opportunities to practice with this uh, because we have a lot of examples and words to practice with. Let's talk about, since we are talking about the eyes, let's talk about the eyebrows, okay? The eyebrows in Spanish are called cejas. Cejas. C as in cat, E as in elephant, J as in jack. Remember, in Spanish, it's called jota. Try to get familiar with that sound. A as in apple, S as in Sam. Cejas. You see how they, they, the ha ha sound sounds a little stronger, you know, and you just, it just goes like that. Cejas means, okay, because remember, you're talking about, again, the same example with eye or eyes. The difference is that eye is considered a masculine gender and cejas is considered a feminine gender. So listen. Mi ceja, mis cejas. Tu ceja, tus cejas. Su ceja, sus cejas. And again, now let's go with the plural. 
theirs, right? Su ceja, sus cejas is the same as the he and hers. He, I mean, his and hers. Can you tell that? It's the same. Su and sus. And now, nuestra ceja, nuestras cejas. You get it? Okay. Now, let's talk about another, another thing that comes in pairs, right? The eyelashes, right? This word in Spanish is called or is said pestañas. Pestañas. I think that word is a little musical, right? So it's P as in Paul, E as an elephant, S as in Sam, T as in tomato, A as in apple, Ñ. Don't forget your Ñ. It's the N as in Nancy with a tilde on top. A as in apple, S as in Sam. Pestañas. These are also of feminine gender and and there's two in your body, so it's gonna we're gonna you're gonna be able to use the plural and the singular again. So mi pestaña, if I'm talking about one, mis pestañas, if I'm talking about the both of them, tu pestaña, tus pestañas, su pestaña, sus pestañas, for the for both of them. Now we, let's go with theirs. Su pestaña, sus pestañas. Nuestra pestaña, nuestras pestañas. Remember when it's a, a feminine gender on the word, then the nuestra is going to have an A rather than an O at the end. Nuestra, nuestras pestañas. Okay? Um, I hope you are picking this up. I have another example for you. What, what else do you have to in your face? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? One, two, three. Did you guess? Ears. Of course, ears. So we have more examples of this. And so now ears, we have a little explanation to give in here. So the outside part of the ear in Spanish is called oreja or orejas. Okay. And I'm going to teach you how to spell that. And then I'm going to show you how, you know, the internal part, but some people also call it like that, because that's where you hear from. So I'm going to teach you both words, because you can hear either or, okay? So it's going to be orejas is spelled O as in Oscar, R as in rabbit, E as in elephant, J as in Jack, or J, A as in apple, S as in Sam. And again, remember, the R is there all by itself in the middle of the word, therefore the sound is soft. Orejas, orejas. Orejas. Okay. Mi oreja, when it's one. Mis orejas, when it's the both of them. Tu oreja. Tus orejas. Su oreja. Sus orejas. Again, su oreja. Sus orejas. Nuestra oreja. Nuestras orejas. Okay. Did you get that? Okay, now, so say, for example, when when people get an ear infection, right? I mean, for us, it's the same in English. It's ear and, and, and it's ear talking about your orejas as well. So in Spanish, the internal part of it, but like I said, many people still call, um, still is going to tell you, oh, you have an ear infection. Tienes una infección del oído. So that other word is oído. Oído, 
You have to say all the vowels. Let me show you how to spell it. O as an Oscar, I as an igloo, D as an dog, O as an Oscar. Some people call the orejas oídos. So you might hear both of them, okay? Some people might say, me duele el oído. Because that's true. What it hurts is the internal part, right? Of, of your, you know, actually the oreja is not really hurting. It's what's inside, what the oreja is protecting, which is the oído, what is the part what you hear with. So in Spanish, they differentiate that. But again, you might hear that word as well. And I don't want you to be like, what? What are they talking about? I thought they were called orejas. Well, yeah, they're called orejas. And the part inside the oreja right there is the oído. And you might hear both. Okay? So, mi oído, when it's one. Mis oídos, when it's both. Okay? Tu oído. Tus oídos. Su oído. Sus oídos. Su oído. Sus oídos, for theirs. Nuestro oído, nuestros oído, oídos. Okay? So again, I just want you to, to kind of have an idea of what it is. The internal part is going to be oído, and the external part is going to be the orejas. Okay? And let's see. So now that we have done that one, let's go with the mouth. Okay, mouth is in Spanish is is said boca, boca. B as in boy, O as in Oscar, C as in cat, A as in apple. It's only one, so this is going to be a breeze. Mi boca, tu boca, su boca, sus bocas, nuestras bocas. Okay, easy peasy. Now let's go with the nose. Nariz. Nariz. N as in Nancy, R as in Robert, I as in Igloo with an accent, Z as in zebra, and that is the nariz. 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 Mi nariz. Tu nariz. Su nariz, sus, ooh, this is going to be a hard one, okay? So it's going to be N as in Nancy, A as in Apple, R as in Rabbit, I as in Igloo, but the plural, you, instead of, remember what I told you, when the singular in a word has a Z as in zebra, the plural goes with a C as in cat. So nari, then C as in cat, E as an elephant, S as in Sam. Narices. Narices. I know it's going to be more complicated for you. Don't worry about it. We are going to practice more and more, and you're going to be able to remember it, okay? So, sus narices and nuestras narices. Okay? Again, it's going to be considered a feminine gender word. Therefore, is it says nuestras narices. Okay, and let's do the last word of this session, which is, or this episode, which is going to be ti, tiente, okay? 
And diente is spelled D as in dog, I as in ice cream, E as in elephant, N as in Nancy, T as in tomato, and E as in elephant. Diente. That's your teeth. Okay? And when you're talking about all of them, the only thing you need to do is add an S. Dientes. So, mi diente, tu diente, su diente, sus dientes, nuestros dientes. Okay? I mean, there is a, a lot of more words that we can use and learn, but I think for today, I have given you enough homework to practice for the next episode, and I think that all these different words, but overall, the conjugation of the possessive form, my, you know, me, tu, su, nuestros, is going to give you a lot of different opportunities to create new uh, sentences and, and use your Spanish in many different ways. I do want to thank you so much for listening to our podcast. I remind you, please send us feedback. Please visit us on Facebook Facebook, and also on our website. Um, and feel free to ask or request any information that, that you feel like we're living uh, out of it and you feel like it's going to be better that you have. Let us know because we appreciate your feedback and anything that we can do to make this podcast better we will be really happy to do. So please go and have a really super wonderful week. Have lots of fun. Keep uh, practicing your Spanish. And I, and I hope that next week you come back and listen to us again for episode nine. Uh, again, um, I hope you have a wonderful week and good luck. Hasta luego. Hasta pronto. Adios.